0: Why it is my privilege to introduce you to a man who is going to usher in a new era in 205 Live. Under his leadership, he is going to give us the kind of action that the cruiserweights should have always given us the kind of action that you guys want, the kind of action that I want, the kind of action that everybody wants. So please allow me to introduce you to the new general manager of 205 Live, Drake
1: Maverick! Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Drake Maverick and I have worked my entire life and dedicated my entire career to stand here in front of you in the WWE. And I'm in a Help! I'm in a Help 205 Live! And the first thing I'm gonna do is we need ourselves a new Cruiserweight Champion, don't we? Philadelphia, don't we? So here's what we're gonna do. A 16-man, single elimination tournament. The winner becomes the new WWE Cruiserweight Champion, and it's gonna culminate at the grandest stage of them all, at WrestleMania.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses. Josh Custodio! Justin, the
0: rumors are true. It is me. It is you. This is us. Just like the show that followed the Super Bowl, which I understand people disappointed with. This is us. This is Top Marks. And I gotta tell you, I'm f- f- fired up really? for today's episode. I've heard that This Is Us is like a great show. No, that's what I've heard too, but yeah. I guess the episode after the Super Bowl, they reveal... I don't follow the show, but I guess... The, they've been teasing for a couple of years how this fella
2: died. Okay, and they finally revealed the death. Yeah, and, and it, people were like, ugh, this is
0: I just watched a great game. This is a big time bummer." Well, and I guess they they've always teased that this guy died in the fire, some sort of fire. But it turns out he died from, like, lung complications from the fire months later, which does oh. seem way less dramatic and uh, shittier.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of Kane's origin story in a way.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Top Marks. The wrestling <laughs> podcast for that is about the television program <laughs> this, this Is, is Us, <laughs>
2: <laughs> which I don't think either of us have actually ever seen. No,
0: I don't know anything about it. I just it. know that
2: Demi, uh, who's, like, Electro Lemon, I think, on Twitter. Okay. He, I, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his last name. I don't even know who you're talking about. So offensive. Okay. He he's a very funny man. He makes hilarious videos, Uh, and yeah, he writes for that show, and he also writes for The Good Place, which is very good as well. And I love The Good Place. So I've I don't know. This is completely off
0: topic. I mean, yeah, that's him, and this is us, (laughs) and we are (laughs) Top Marks, Marks. another wrestling podcast. And uh, Justin, I'm I'm going to tell the people what it is we do here on Top Marks because, as you know, every episode is for somebody's first time listening. Yeah.
2: And their last. Probably someone's last. Almost they, always. They were like, these guys don't know This Is Us. I love that show. I'm yeah. out of here. I thought this was a This Is Us podcast. <laughs> uh, but
0: in fact, it isn't, Justin. What it is is it's a That's pro wrestling That's my third podcast.
2: show, the This Is Us cast. <laughs> That's a
0: great podcast, yep, yep, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the whole thing is just an in in-joke about how it's always us mm-hmm. if we're together. Exactly. Who else could it be? Exactly. It's like saying uh, it is what it is. Of course it is. What could it not be? But what it is, yeah.
2: Justin. And the, the theme song for the podcast is
0: who can it be now? <laughs> and I'm like, it's us every this time. <laughs> boy, good bet. Uh, what we do do here on Top Marks Justin is we talk about the three Biggest topics in the wide world of wrestling for how long?
2: Uh, 15 minutes. And
0: how? Wh- wh- what is 15 minutes exactly the length of? Uh, the WCW television title matches from that, back in the day. Justin, you could not be more correct about that, and I'm excited about it. Okay, yeah, me too. Does uh, today's episode feel a little special to you, Justin?
2: A little bit, yeah, because last week we... Uh... We did a thing, as people are so fond of saying online. <laughs> they, they, always... say, they say, this is us, and we did a thing.
0: <laughs> Those are the big sayings <laughs> that people are always saying. Yeah. What was this thing we did last week? Oh, uh, We
2: launched a Patreon. We sure did. And we got a lot of support for it, which I was uh, uh, kind of shocked by. I am, too. <laughs> uh, I am... When we launched this thing, I was like, yeah, we'll make like $20. That's Our... all I really need is to cover the expenses, and that's...
0: Yeah, to pull yeah. the curtain back, that was the expectation, was it would be nice to not be paying to do the show. Exactly. Uh, but now we have enough to not pay to do the show and, and pay for a meal for the yeah, both of us. Yeah, we're going
2: to go out for dinner every month, thanks to you kind folks out there in the world. Uh,
0: so again, if you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to head over to uh, patreon.com slash topmarks, throw a dollar in the hat, and uh, you know, feed two people who really... Don't need more food, <laughs> yeah. but uh, such is life. Uh, anything else, Justin? How was your week? You feeling good? Yeah,
2: I. Uh, I mean, I had a big night last night. Oh yeah, yeah, you did. I. I. I stopped a, a robbery.
0: Yeah, tell them about that.
2: Yeah, I. I got. I mean, I didn't get off work. I was just at my work, but I wasn't actually working. So
0: at work for no pay. Yeah, yeah. You should start a Patreon.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was at the bar. Uh, for karaoke night, and I left at the end of the night to go next door because every night that I'm still at work late, Mike will send me an, a message being like, Hey, uh, hey, pal. <laughs> He's Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, I do know text this. Messages. Yeah, I know this about <laughs> him. Hey, pal. Uh, if you want to head next door and grab me uh, one kilo of shepherd's pie, that'd be sure swell, pal.
0: So hang on. On your way home from work, your yeah. roommate asks you to pick him up Uh, An entire kilo of shepherd's pie? Yes,
2: potatoes and beef. Like, how often? Like, maybe four nights a week. (laughs) Is it good, the shepherd's pie? I don't know. I've never had it, (laughs) but he eats a kilo of it at, like, three in the morning. What does it cost? Oh, like $6. Okay. Yeah. That's a pretty good value. Yeah, Yeah. So, Super Value is open 24 hours on the corner there, and I'll just pop in when I'm done work. Sure grab like a sandwich or whatever you know yeah, yeah, yeah uh I you should. know how it is sandwich i know, uh, I, know I know about eating yeah
0: <laughs> <And> <laughs> so
2: as i'm walking over there this guy is like running out the door yeah and he's got like a big plastic bag full of stuff and he's got stuff like stuffed into his jacket he's just he's clearly robbing the place okay yeah, yeah and yeah. there's two employees who are like running out after him yelling stop stop sure and uh there's like this corridor kind of entryway to the shop so it's not like we're out in the open street and he's just got anywhere to run he basically needs to come right by me he's
0: got to go through the madman. And, and
2: in that second i'm thinking of peter parker when he you know <laughs> did his little pro wrestling stint and the wrestling promoter was like sorry kid ain't got no money for you <laughs> and then he gets stuck he gets held up by uh, a robber yeah and then and then, uh, you know, the robber takes all the money, and he runs down the hall, and he runs right past Spider-Man, and Spider-Man says, sorry, man, not my problem, and he does nothing. Oh. And I thought to myself, in this split second, in this one magic moment, yeah. this is racing through my brain, I'm going to say, look... My uncle is not getting shot today. I'm not going <laughs> to let that happen. Okay. I'm not going to let this guy continue his rampant crimes free. Also, I go into this grocery store like four nights a week. So
0: these are you're familiar with the employees? Yeah, these yeah. guys
2: know me, and if I do nothing, I'm every single week going to have to come into the store and look these guys in the eye as I try to make small talk with them and be like, yeah, sorry, man, not my problem. Yeah,
0: no. They, they, plus, they need you to still feel comfortable going in there or else the, like, hundreds of dollars you spend on shepherd's Pie is just wasted. Exactly,
2: exactly. So he's sprinting out, and I make the decision that, look, this guy has to run right past me. I am going to kick him in the shins as hard as possible. (laughs) How
0: big was this guy?
2: He was uh, probably about 6 feet, maybe, like, 215 or so. My exact stats. So He's not a small man. No, and he, he had a lot of stuff on him, and I kicked him in the shins, and he... Uh, fell over (laughs) immediately and he ate shit really hard all the stuff that was in his jacket like flew out and he he had a bunch of stuff in his bag that was like glass it sounded like i think it mostly smashed when he fell so i i thought about for a second like kicking him again while he was down
0: (laughs) i know you do love to kick people when they're down
2: like you know just really put an end to this by like booting him in the head or something yeah finish him yeah exactly i had that thought and then i was like wait a second like maybe i've really stepped in it this time (laughs) because suddenly there's like a crazy person who might have a weapon of some kind sure yeah who is down and aggressive like Right next to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do I go in to hit him again, or do I just, like, back away and hope that my job is done here? And you opted for the ladder. I did the ladder, uh, and he got up, and he ran off, and then he realized that everything in his bag was smashed, (laughs) and he stopped when he was, like, 20 feet away from us, and he just yelled... (gasps)
0: Fuck! No. Fuck you! And he
2: threw the bag back, ah. and it landed nowhere near any of the three of us, me and the two employees. Ah. Uh, and then he just ran off into the night, and as he was running off, I, I yelled,
0: Get the fuck out of here, you Fucking dumbass! <laughs> I hope your shepherd Pie was free. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I That's, such it. That's such bullshit. That's such yeah. bullshit. So, Justin, uh, you're obviously a local hero now. I'm mm-hmm. proud to do a podcast with you. Uh, I don't want to go too inside baseball here, but you tweeted this story out earlier. I did. And I tweeted back a hilarious comment. I said, sweet shin music, which yeah. uh, dude loves finisher. Uh, I am a hilarious person. Mm-hmm. But, Justin, I saw some people in your mentions were like, you You narc. Fuck you! You
2: know, they were like, congratulations, you assaulted a poor person on behalf of a multinational corporation. First of all, Super Value for sure is not a multinational corporation. Have you been in
0: Super Value? They're like (laughs) hanging on by a thread. It's for
2: sure a locally owned grocery (laughs) chain. It is a chain, but chains have local owners. Of course! And I go in there all the time. Yeah, I almost started arguing yeah, in your mentions. Yeah, fuck me
0: for sticking <laughs> up for my community. Yeah, I, uh, I almost started arguing in your mentions, but I know that it'll just look like I'm protecting my hashtag good friend and taking no, your side fine. blindly. It's fine. But, I, I can handle my own. But give me a fucking break. Like, yeah. oh, wow, you assaulted what, what do you want Justin to do in that situation, you insane people? Yeah, just like, let him go and be like,
2: yeah, you got it.
0: Yeah, 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 you, yeah fuck look, the man. This guy
2: was not stealing because he was hungry. You know, you don't steal yeah. a fucking case of ice cream sandwiches <laughs> because you're starving. Well,
0: actually Justin, that is exactly if, what I did. <laughs> if he
2: if he had like a sandwich or a bunch of sandwiches, you yeah. know, ice cream sandwiches not. Like, yeah. no. If
0: you got to sleep out in the cold, do you really want ice exactly. cream? Exactly. All right, Justin, enough about enough about this. Let's my get into the wrestling. Fo- my
2: foot really hurts, though. I'm sorry, I hurt myself. Ah. Wrestling, it's not a
0: work, folks. Yeah, you were I shooting. mean, it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. <laughs> it- <laughs> I took one bump. I'm hurting. Oh, my God. Justin, with that, here's what our three rounds are this week. And I must say... A lighter week in the the pro wrestling news world. Yeah. Uh, So who knows if we go the full 15 minutes on some of these. Uh, I have to also get out of here early, so this makes sense for this week. So this week, the three topics are the Mixed Match Challenge, something we haven't touched on yet, but there is a lot of uh, content coming out around the show itself. Yeah, and we still have some
2: some topics left over from our kind of deep dive into the women's division last week, too, which we can probably get into uh, in that. So I'm going to call it our Mixed Bag Challenge. We're going to see if we can fill... Fifteen minutes based on odds and ends around women's wrestling, and of obviously uh, mixed gender wrestling is a part of that.
0: Greatly enjoy that. And round number two, Justin, I think we'll have no trouble hitting the time cap on this one. Two o five live has done basically, if you watch the show, not a complete one hundred and eighty, but it definitely, it's definitely improved. I would say, and yeah, done a bit of a switch,
2: done a, a full turnaround. And there are rumored reasons for that in terms of uh, that the the management has changed hands a little bit of who's yeah. responsible for the show. Uh, and we'll talk about that during the round. But, yeah, I, I've been watching it the last two weeks, and I'll probably keep watching it. I think it's fucking great right now.
0: And then in round number three, uh, a lot of the WWE, especially Raw, rosters, injured right now. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what can be done to remedy that. If we think this is a problem or just a bout of bad luck, we'll we'll uh, do a bit of a deep dive into that. All that, plus a round of Sunday Night Tweet, the People segment, and Justin... Yeah, we got a special thing that we teased last week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went to uh, our local wrestling promotion this week and uh, with the intention of trying to get an interview with Joey Janela. You went to the show, which was called Bad Boys for Life, I believe. Which was an excellent show, by the way. Uh, really fun stuff. Joey Janela took on Steve West. And they both just decided that they were going to give the 60 people here way more than they needed to. Boy, howdy. Uh, but I got an interview with Joey Janela after. It's not very yeah. long, but uh, we, I talked to him about uh, GCW and the upcoming spring break. And uh, yeah, we're going to air that on the show too i'm
2: looking forward to it um i'm just feel i'm sorry that i couldn't be there that i was uh Otherwise, professionally occupied at the time. I, w- I would have loved to talk to him about his budding feud with uh, Izzy on Twitter. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I will
0: say he didn't seem to have too much time to talk. So uh, he definitely. Joey Janela lives the gimmick, folks. Yeah. He, he is wanting to talk to women and not me. That is. But look, he's, he first
2: agreed to doing 10 minutes and then he tried to get out of it altogether. <laughs> but he still did the show, even if just briefly. And as
0: soon as the mic went on, he was. Uh, in full form, and uh, so we're very thankful to Joey Janela for doing that. Yeah, again.
2: and I do want to say, too, for you New Japan fans out there, we did also promise last week that we would talking about new beginnings this week. Oh, right. We're going to wait till next week when after the third show has already happened. Yeah, it
0: makes more sense to do it all as one round. Yeah, exactly.
2: Events, so uh, with that, Josh, I think we can encourage the people to head on over to Patreon.com slash Top Marks. Yes. Uh, we can also say that uh, we got a $20 donor who's going to pick what we watch for That's our right. first Patreon bonus episode, and it's your mother, in oh, fact.
0: Nancy Custodia. what a woman.
2: Yeah, so she was. Uh, she didn't have a specific idea of what she wanted us to watch. No. But she did say she wanted it to be a bunch of old-timers that she would know more about than the current crowd, basically. Yeah, she
0: said she is going to listen to it, but she wants uh, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Macho Man Randy Savage, Ultimate Warrior, these sort of guys. <laughs> so like WrestleMania 3 or 4, basically. Uh, so we'll find something in that tier, and uh, I know you as like, the biggest Hulk Hogan fan, you love everything about mm-hmm. him, you think he is bottom to top, just a great man, mm-hmm. uh, you're excited to do this episode. Yeah, the reason
2: that I kicked that guy last <laughs> night is because I was worried that if uh, he got away, he might date my daughter. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> and with that, let's get on to <laughs> round, round number, one. number
2: one. Number one? Did you say number three? I did, yeah. What am I doing? Let's do it again. Round number one! Number <laughs> one! <laughs>
0: Round one. Fight! Ah. (laughs) Justin, I gotta tell you, some of the most fun times of my life are uh, when me and a a woman are fighting another man and a woman. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, I've never been in
2: that situation before. Well, I gotta
0: tell you, I could never find myself not in it.
2: You're squaring off against a guy, and then the lady you're with is squaring off against another lady. Exactly. Mostly at the same time, but sometimes you take turns and you tag each other in.
0: I call that real life, but I also call that...
2: The Mixed Match Challenge. Don't
0: you know, Justin? And uh, Justin... Right off the get here, I gotta say that I find the the WWE way of doing intergender matches are flawed. The the man can only face the man, and the woman can only face the woman, because I think you run into a bit of a kayfabe issue where if you have a stronger competitor like an Alexa Braun situation, why would Alexa just not always tag Braun in? Yeah, you know what I mean.
2: I mean that I watched that match. That's the only match I've watched. And how was it? It was good. Yeah. I, it was it was comedic. It was Alexa like, (laughs) ranting at Braun that I have to do everything, (laughs) you're so lazy, this is how it's done. Like, the reason why she wasn't tagging him in is because she was, like, showing him how you do it, basically, which is a very funny dynamic between the shortest person on the roster and the biggest monster in the company. Well, I
0: think you've touched on something here where it seems to me that the Mixed Match Challenge is... For moments like that. It's a very personality-based, uh, if you can call it, what do you call the Mixed Match Challenge? It's not really a wrestling show. It's no, a wrestling it's,
2: match. It's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's like a variety show, kind of, Yeah. that, like, a lot of it is driven by these, like, comedic vignettes.
0: Which are good, I think. Yeah, mostly.
2: oh, the Alexa Braun stuff has been excellent, and also, the finish to that match was very good as well, it was with good. Alexa climbing on top of Braun's shoulders and doing the Twisted Bliss from off the top of him, which is awesome, onto Becky, which was great. And you know, even it, like Becky and, and Sammy, two people that I very much love, and was yeah. like, oh, I hated to see them get eliminated off the hop. It was Becky's birthday, and, and Sammy got her like this big cake, this rich cake. Or okay, whatever, and that's how they that's what they chalked up their loss to because they not ate the fact that. <laughs> Sammy got absolutely throttled (laughs) by Braun because they were so full up on cake I I mean and and then Sammy healed up by saying it was the Philadelphia bakery was the real problem Uh oh, yeah that they got it from because fucking Philly right Sammy how dare you and Becky broke she could not like she had to look away from camera she was (laughs) corpsing She's like legitimately corpse. yeah that's hilarious
0: (laughs) Uh, I will say Justin when I look at these teams up and down the list I I like most of the pairings WWE put together here but I want to ask you about a few here uh Goldust and Mandy Rose, do you think that this has some legs even outside of the mixed match challenge?
2: Yeah, when I saw them last night, I was thinking to myself that this is kind of what they were teasing heading into SummerSlam. With him finding a new yeah, star. Yeah, he yeah. was gonna say he was talking about after he broke away from our truth that, you know, in the bright lights of Hollywood or whatever, I, I guess it was in Brooklyn again.
0: That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. so
2: SummerSlam was not in L.A. as it typically is, but still, he was doing his Hollywood thing, talking about how he was going to discover a new star, and it seemed like it might be a woman, because he kind of hinted in that direction. Yeah,
0: and then it seemed to be Cedric Alexander for a bit.
2: Yeah, but then he, you know, that was more of a straight babyface thing that was breaking away from what he had done prior to that. That's right. But yeah, as they paired them together and what... They were doing. I I watched their entrance. I didn't see the match itself. Yeah, but I, just from that, I was like, "This is this is it. This is what we were being teased with." Like yeah. eight months ago, he keeps
0: like framing like it's a camera. Yeah, and was shots. saying like, "Oh, keep going. This is a great shot." Yeah, and the the gold and gold. So so keep it or kick it, Justin Goldust leading a faction of people like that. Oh, I could get on board with that. So maybe you've got Cedric, Mandy Rose, and then a singles male competitor led by Goldust. Because I I still feel like Goldust, he's sort of – I feel my eyes are still on him when he's on television mm-hmm. all these years later, and he does feel like somebody who's underutilized to mean sort of like a Mark Henry, where I'm like, I'm not dying that neither of them are on TV, but they are both such strong talkers with very defined gimmicks that it seems like there is ways to, to transfer that onto some other people.
2: And even just in the last, like, three weeks alone, between the thing with Cedric and now with Mandy, we're seeing, like the range of the character. For sure. Because, like, obviously with Cedric, it was kind of, like, goof baby face. Yeah. And this stuff with Mandy is, like, a little more heelish, a little more of, like, the... Yeah. Or whatever, you know? like it that. Doesn't, it is, doesn't feel silly at all. It's the throwback to what he was back in the late 90s, but maybe toned down a touch, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think that's a really good spot for Goldust, if I'm being honest. Like, that uh, still sort of creepy, intensely focused. Uh, I, I've always preferred him as a heel than than to a babyface. But
2: we've gotten to see that he can still effectively do both within, like, a very short time frame here. Absolutely. And that
0: there's still a
2: lot of, uh, you know, entertainment value to having this guy around. It's, it's like Titus, right? Yeah. Yes. Like, do I want to see Titus wrestle? No. No. But do I want to see Titus be the hype man for someone who I do want to see wrestle? Big yes. Yes. I, of course I do. So uh, no,
0: I I, th- I think you're onto something there. So so next week we have Rusev and Lana taking on the team of Elias and Bailey. Yes. And it seems like almost
2: like right up and down this entire tournament, save for. Uh, you know, the married couples like Rusev and Lana and Naomi and uh, Jimmy Jim Uso. yeah, It's all like mixed dynamic teams, too. Right. You're getting a baby face tagging with a heel, whether it's a, a, a female uh, heel and a male baby face. Like or Natalia vice versa. and Nakamura. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that is kind of helping them play with the dynamic of not wanting to tag or, you know, yes. that sort of thing. Uh, I hadn't considered that. That's a good point. Like it, it's it's making it so the WWE format of mixed gender tag matches works a little better than it otherwise would. I feel
0: like definitely, and this feel free to shoot me now, but this is the one thing Vince Russo talks about that I actually really agree with him on, is that he thinks the worlds of WWE need to um, come together a little bit We've more. We've talked about this before. That's right. And and I feel like the Mixed Match Challenge is showing why those sort of things are good. Like, seeing interplay between characters who don't normally interact is interesting. Yeah. I think Braun and Alexa is the best example of this. I mean, Braun is
2: getting to play a completely different character in this thing. He is... A like straight white meat baby face. Yeah, he got on the mic and was like, "She's kind of cute."
0: Yeah, he seems like a little bit smitten with Alexa.
2: Yeah, and, and like in in kind of like a Looney Tunes kind of way. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, not I wouldn't say like Pepe Le Pew or anything, but like there's just something cartoonish about the presentation of this entire project. Definitely. Uh, and it, and like it's showing that like oh you can do other things with Braun and like. I feel like there would be some concern in the past of, like, putting a big monster into comedy segments. Yeah. But he's done it. Like, even the one where, you know, he was tearing up the backstage and the guy had a big chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah, and, that's and right. And it's like, is he going to throw the cake in the guy's face? No, he just took a slice because he wants cake. He just wants a piece of like, cake. Like, he's so entertaining and so compelling that, like, I don't think rules apply to Braun. Like, he can literally do anything and he will not be less over for having done it
0: well and this is uh i hate to just keep quoting other people's opinions but stone cold talks about this a lot where it's like if your character is defined enough the booking doesn't matter to a point so you have to be able to get over and get eyes on you for in the initial but once you are uh captivating or over however you want to put it tell me what you wouldn't watch braun Strowman do at this point yeah you know you are just as not just as invested but you are Seeing him pair with Alexa and sort of tease his cheesiness doesn't take away from the moments where he's flipping a semi-truck. It's just more brawn who you love. I want to watch the people I like do things.
2: And I want also to know that there is another side of this man who is not just an (laughs) unstoppable monster all the time. That he might have you know, in some sort of inner life.
0: They, well, yeah, they, they would never do this, but imagine if it turns out Bronze's weakness is women. Like, yeah. Th- there are layers to this shit that could be interesting. Every other television program, I crave full, well-rounded characters. Wrestling should be no different.
2: Th- that's, like, the way you get to him is, like, by trying to get to Alexa or whatever. you That's know, right. Like, it's, it introduces this whole new dynamic. And I don't know. Um, I do want to talk about And I feel like maybe John Pollock has talked about this before. Okay. That, like, this whole project feels like a uh, proof of concept or like a stealth <clears throat> pilot, basically. Okay, yeah. For a different style of wrestling that they have gotten away from. This feels more like... Uh, kind of, like, Saturday morning wrestling show. Like, it's for kids, you know? Yeah. Uh, Like, in a a much more explicit way than than any, like, television programming that they're putting out right now. This feels like the kind of Saturday morning TV programming that would have existed in, like, the 80s, you know? And I'm not super familiar with that. Yeah. I've just heard people discuss it over the years but that's the vibe that I get when I watch this is like this is explicitly a comedy show with broad characters and like the wrestling is secondary to yes. the characters and the kind of over-the-top comedic moments within the matches well
0: and it's interesting because I think when those two things come together is when wrestling's best Ho- holy Justin this just occurred to me what a missed opportunity in the mismatch mixed match challenge they should have done Brizango. In the Mixed Max Challenge, Tyler Breeze dressed in Because he does that. So yeah. Like, how did they not do that?
2: Oh, that would have been so great. Oh, I, my I God. I think they've gotten away from putting uh, Breeze in a dress. But it is funny every time he does that. Uh, I
0: feel like they've just, like, kind of – I don't get how Breeze Angle got that win over Rusev Day and now just sort of seem like, Yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, Justin, we had mentioned at the top of the round we want to also expand on some thoughts in, about the women's division and, and where it may all be leading. Is there anything that like you really wanted to touch on?
2: Um, I, yeah, I just before we get there, I did want to say, yeah, it, not only does it feel like a proof of performance or proof of concept rather for – this kind of different style of show that they might want to do. And it really does feel like they're branching out into all different styles right now, that they want to have like a robust lineup on the network, if not now, at some point down the line. Right. And that a kid's show on the network probably would be not a bad idea.
0: Yeah, I wonder how all that works.
2: And it also feels like they're kind of just like... Putting a trial balloon out there for streaming on Facebook Live in general. But we don't get Facebook Live up in Canada, so I can't really comment on that. Too yeah, much.
0: that's the thing. Uh, we watch it on the network uh, afterwards. It, it's interesting to me. I'm curious to see where it goes. Again, I think for me, again, for a kid's show, this doesn't work. But for me, ditching their intergender rules and just having intergender tag team wrestling, I would be considerably more into. Yeah.
2: Um, I just have – I don't know how they would be able to pull that off as like a publicly traded company versus, you know – Like broad launching Naomi through a table is not going to happen. Yeah, (laughs) the kind of indie things that we see at ECCW or what have you. Sure. Uh, But yeah, I did want to touch on a couple things from the women's division conversation that we had last week that we did not get to because we really were pressed right up against the 15 minutes there. And that is they are really – or they did last week anyways, not so much this week – lean in on the fact that Asuka could really challenge – anyone that oh, she wants yeah, to. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, uh, you know, it seemed like why introduce that if she's not going to hop over to SmackDown to challenge Charlotte? Yeah. And if she is going to do that, maybe it's perfect booking because wouldn't you want to keep Asuka and Rhonda separate for as long as you possibly can?
0: Well, and not only that, Justin, I think uh, your, your theory is only strengthened by the fact that Alexa is defending in the Elimination Chamber, so... Asuka can call out Charlotte, and that title will take care of itself. Something can come out of Elimination Chamber. But I feel
2: like that kind of got stripped away this week, because they they booked this Nia match for Asuka at Elimination Chamber, where if Nia wins, she gets added, and the Raw women's title match becomes a triple threat. Now, I don't think Nia is going to win, so I don't think ultimately that that stipulation is going to come to pass, but the fact that they basically said the raw women's match would become a triple threat a kind of point. says that Asuka is going for whoever
0: wins this elimination chamber match. Can I just say that too convoluted all the steps of this elimination chamber with Alexa defending and then Asuka, if she loses to Naya, it's still it's a triple threat between the winner uh, those two, and hey, the winner man. of the Elimination At chamber. least we can
2: remember what the name of the match is at Elimination <laughs> Poor Chamber. Poor Kurt which Angle. Which puts us one step ahead of Kurt Angle. <laughs>
0: that was, that I, was painful. That was a
2: gaff for the ages. Was that a
0: bigger or smaller gaff than Bobby Roode last year just forgetting his promo?
2: Uh, probably smaller, but it felt bigger because he was out to make like a historic <laughs> announcement and then forgot the name of the match.
0: <laughs> there will be a women's...
2: Uh... uh...
0: Well, there's going to be six of them (laughs) who are all WWE superstars. A women's
2: Uh, elimination chamber match. I got there. I got there. I'm
0: uh, proud of you, Kurt. You're doing well.
2: uh, So, I mean, do we kind of think that – because to me it seems like the long-term storytelling on SmackDown has been Charlotte versus Becky, that that is always where we've been going, that the people are ready for it, that the people are ready for Becky to be the top babyface on SmackDown again. And to bring Asuka over just kind of scuttles all of that for no real reason that I can think would benefit Charlotte or Becky.
0: It's a a good point. I do feel like that is the story SmackDown's been telling. But I I do think that WWE does have a history sometimes of just running with the money. And I feel like Asuka and Charlotte is a bigger match than Charlotte-Becky.
2: It also just feels like the long-term story that Raw has been doing is... Alexa versus Nia, yeah. and it doesn't really feel like there's a clear path to get to that right
0: now either. I'm not interested in seeing Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. I think there's just such a low probability that those two do well in ring with one another. It, Alexa can't hit either, like, oh, I guess she could hit the, the the what's it called, the twisted Bliss? Yeah. Like, she can't DDT Nia. Like, yeah.
2: We also uh, got full confirmation this week, basically, of the pending return of heel oh, Sasha Banks yeah. against Bailey. and I gotta say, for a character that i thought was dead last year i really liked bailey this week Mm -hmm. and i'm actually stoked for this program and it seems like there's gonna be like five women's matches at mania this Uh, year the oscar match was good for (laughs) bailey just even like the the backstage bit of saying well i know if if you think you can beat her i know i can beat you that's right that
0: was so good Justin, are we going to uh, transition here into the Joey Janela interview? Yeah, which I've not
2: heard uh, yet. Yeah. So i excited. Y- this is going to be an eye-opening experience even for me here. Yeah,
0: I mean, I wish you would have been there because I feel like I would have had more confidence, this sort of thing. But I think it went pretty well, but you can be the judge. Yeah.
2: I wish you'd been there when I kicked that guy, too. <laughs> I would have. You could have kicked him, too. Oh, bud. We been, I would have <laughs> been
0: like, not only would I have kicked him, I would have been like, I hate the homeless! <laughs> because apparently that's what people take from stopping a shoplift.
2: Yeah, because he's for sure homeless. I mean, he probably was, but...
0: Oh boy. I don't know. <laughs> so so this is me, Joshua Custodio, talking with Joey Janella. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I could not be happier to be joined by the bad boy, Joey Janela. Uh Joey, my first question, are you okay? Cause holy shit, that was that was brutal. Yeah, that was just me
1: just beating ass, taking names and you know, there's unfortunately there's no alcohol out here, so I can't celebrate. <laughs> Today, bad boy should celebrate, but I guess I'll have an orange soda and call it a night.
0: What is the best alcohol for after a brutal wrestling match?
1: Everything, <laughs> some beer, a little bit of Jack, a little bit of vodka, some uh, Red Bull, brown yeah. liquor and beer, some energy drinks, some energy drinks, a little bit of uh, crystal meth. I'm just kidding. I don't do that, and I don't recommend any drug use for you kids that are. Uh, that are uh, looking up to me. I, I, I've never done any drugs in my life. I really, I, I haven't. I've been drug free. So you kids, you better stay drug free too. And you can end up up like me, flipping through chairs in Vancouver. Why do
0: you keep blinking?
1: What? <laughs> no,
0: this. That is a great problem for the children. I feel like you're yeah. definitely a role model, the yeah, uh, hard-drinking bad boy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't don't do drugs. Drink and flip through as many chairs as possible. And so and, and, and some in some kind of vortex of fate, you'll end up on the same path I am, and that's the greatness. Joey,
0: how hard is it to book spring break? It's
1: not that hard actually. We did the last one in about two weeks. Uh, This one's a little harder because we have a lot of eyes on uh, spring break too, but the booking this year, it's probably the probably the best independent card of all time, so.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask. Like I imagine you were planning Spring Break One to be a success, but it just did it surprise you. It sort of became like the story leaving Mania weekend, I felt like.
1: A little bit of surprise, a little bit not, because if you put my name if you attach my name to something, like oh, excuse me. Like Game Changer did, yeah, I gotta deliver or else it is my name that's gonna be shattered and demolished and pissed
0: on. That actually makes a lot of sense, and it seems like maybe a business strategy for GCW at this point, like with the Nick Gage Invitational and then yeah, Joe Janela's Beach what, Party.
1: That's what started it. Nick Gage started it, and then they have a Zandig show, and now uh, they're doing... Spring Break was successful. They've all been successful. Now we're doing WrestleMania Weekend Day before my show. We're doing Matt Riddle's Bloodsport, which is a... One of those MMA hybrid shows that I uh, was watch in uh, Japan in the mid 90s. Holy shit, that yeah. sounds
0: like exactly in my wheelhouse. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, 3 o'clock Thursday night at the uh, same place as Spring Break.
0: How much does Spring Break feel like your biggest event of the year, big, that being that it has your name on it? And can you talk a little bit about how you decided to pick the great Suzuki to be your opponent? Because in some ways, is Sydney kind of perfect for
1: Spring Break and what you're trying to get across? Yeah. Uh, Uh, They asked me who I'm going to wrestle last year. I said Great Sasuke, and they were like, "You know what? You know we're probably not going to be able to give you that." I said, "I want to wrestle Great Sasuke, or I want to wrestle Terry Funk in a barbed wire match." (laughs) Oh my god! And they said, "There's an athletic commission there, and there's no blood, so you can't do a barbed wire match." So I said, "Okay, I'm going to make calls. You're going to make calls. We're going to get Sasuke. We're going to get Sasuke to the event, and we're going to, you know." We're going to make up some money this year make some memories. I cannot wait for
0: it. Final thing here. It uh, it feels like from the outside that uh, you're one of these overnight successes that was made over the course of like a decade. Does it feel that way to you, like you're finally hitting this stride, but you've been at it for a little bit? I've been at it for 12 years now. Yeah. But
1: I kind of deserve it the way I got into business. I was an untrained backyarder, so I kind of deserve this slow build to where I'm at right now because people pay two, 3000 sometimes 4000 to go to a wrestling school. And I paid zip zero. <laughs> it's not like I didn't pay my dues or anything, but I paid nothing. So I kind of deserve uh, a slow rise, and it feels better, and it me out, you know, because if you get too much too fast, then you become a little prick.
0: Dude, appreciate the time so much, and thanks a lot for coming to Vancouver. This was super dope having you here. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Well, that was great, bud. Thanks, man. You did a great job. Yeah, I feel like, uh, again, I wish I would have had a bit more time with them. And there was one question I really wanted to ask. I wanted to ask him about the no-ring bar wrestling I totally whiffed on it, and I had written down questions in my phone, mm-hmm. but he's like, okay, we're doing it now. So I was like, oh, I didn't have my phone out, and I was like, what was that last question? Forget it. I'm just, let's let's get out of here.
2: Oh, good, man. I think you did great there. Thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate be that. Be proud of yourself. And yeah. with that, let's move on to, to round, round, round number two. two.
0: I got the right number this time. My man. <laughs> <laughs> Round two fight. Wow. Just I don't know if you know this. I was a, a high school wrestler. I wrestled in high school. Yeah, me too. There you go. Do Do you remember what weight class you wrestled at? Uh, no, I do not. Okay, I was I was 204, 204 pounds, which would have meant
2: I think I was like
0: 185. You're a svelte dude in high school. Yeah, not anymore.
2: <laughs> I did not say that. That's
0: uh, 185. Were you good? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I was pretty good. I had a sub 500 record and then didn't do it in. Grade I just wish that I could have like stunned guys. you know? Oh, man. Was that why you did it? Like, your love of pro wrestling? Yeah, I wanted
2: to punch and stunner and Luthes press people.
0: Justin, you know why I asked what weight class uh, you and I were in?
2: Because of uh, whether or not we would be eligible
0: to participate in... 205 Live, Justin, in their current cruiserweight tournament. What, 16-man?
2: It is a 16-man tournament. I thought it was 32 last week because I was doing the math in my head. If this is going to go all the way to WrestleMania, like... This is going to need to have some real bodies in it if it's going to continue week to week. Yeah. But I think like once they get to a certain point, they're going to start staggering like the quarterfinals matches and stuff. That makes sense. And maybe start developing more undercard storylines. But look, last week I gave them shit for the name Drake Maverick and how (laughs) fucking ridiculous it is. And look, it is. It is extremely ridiculous. But I I will say say this for Rockstar Spud. He pulls it off.
0: Yeah, he's great on the show. He makes
2: me believe that his name really is Drake Maverick, if only because (laughs) he keeps
0: talking to people about how... My name is Drake Maverick. I've got to say, because we, I think both, when Enzo Amore went to 205 Live, thought, wow, this is going to be great for the Cruiserweights to have a good talker on the Mm -hmm. show. So maybe he can't wrestle, but boy, they really need some sort of personality. And right now, Spud is doing that. I've got to say, in some ways, he's so much less shticky than Enzo, but I don't know if he's as good of a talker, but in the same sort of realm of talker as Enzo. He is
2: carrying these backstage segments with guys who otherwise can't. It, the one know? with
0: Drew Gulak and uh, Tony Nese this week was was excellent. You, yeah, you see how much having one guy who can force their personality into a situation can really elevate two other guys. Now, not that Drew Gulak needs help with the talking, well, but It it's
2: kind of the opposite end of what Enzo was doing exactly. for them because Enzo was like making them part of his heel cohorts. Yeah, and. Drake Maverick really gave them a dressing down this week about what the fuck are you guys doing on this show? Yeah, you're the most talented of anyone, and you're squandering it.
0: And I loved that. Except a
2: lot more British than that. That's
0: right. But he, you're no longer wrapped up in this Enzo bubble where everything has to either react to him or it is him. Like those are the only two things.
2: And then we talked about the cartoonishness of the mixed match challenge. It, you know, that was kind of the problem with 205 Live pre Enzo and even post Enzo is like they keep trying to make these guys fit into WWE style storylines like <sighs> Al- Alicia Fox which and like which remains- all this crap. We're getting away from the cartoonishness now. We're getting back. Look, Daniel Bryan said it when he introduced Spud in the first place. Yep. I am excited to get back to the style of wrestling that speaks to me, that speaks to you, that spoke to all of us in a project very near and dear to my heart, the Cruiserweight Classic.
0: And God, how, how could you possibly not have done this from the get? Yeah. Like if you look at the the. Do you, Do you know a single wrestling fan who didn't enjoy the Cruiserweight Classic? Well, here's the thing, Josh, is that. They're able to get back
2: to that Cruiserweight classic field because they're doing a tournament again.
0: Right. Now yeah. <laughs> <if> <laughs> that you, seems obvious if we but they didn't I hadn't have
2: that tournament. I don't like this is going to be the true test of this new era of two oh five, is like once they crown a champion at WrestleMania, do they know where to go from there? Yeah. And I hope they do because I teased it earlier, but the dirt sheets are saying that Vince McMahon now has nothing to do with 205 Live.
0: Yeah, Mike was telling me that. He season. has
2: been completely removed from it. It's Triple H's baby now, and we're going to see the same sort of booking philosophies that make NXT so good hmm. now be put to work in 205 Live as well. And even in just two weeks, like the
0: change is very evident. It's entirely palpable. You have the the wrestling has been better. Strong and Atami, which we watched right before the show, uh, for your second time. Yeah, I watched, watched it last time. night. Yeah. Gosh, what a great match that was! That was. Are people talking about this being a great match? Because I really enjoyed it.
2: Uh, yeah. I yeah. I mean, what a what a great week for Roddy Strong. Yeah, no he, kidding. He moves on in the cruiserweight tournament, which you didn't even think he would be in. He's the number one contender for the UK title. Things are looking up for my boy. And look, I i, I got to say, you know that this is a good tournament when I'm still loving it, despite the fact that <laughs> three out of the four results have... Uh like, infuriated me on some level. If
0: I were to think of the the Justin Morissette, the Madman Morissette, the j Mo my guys? guys, it's Grand Metalik, Roderick Strong, and Hideo Itami.
2: And two out of three of them are gone. Yeah. And, and, and but- we also saw TJP advance over Tyler Bate, which no one really wants to see that at this point either. Though, I mean, TJP can work. He's a yeah. good worker. Yeah. I mean, and I think his heel work has been a refined... Lately, I, I think he's getting better as an actor than people want to give him credit for.
0: That might be true, but even I don't need him to improve there. If I'm being honest, I need him wrestling luchadors because luchadors seem really comfortable with TJP for some reason. Yeah. Both Kalisto and Grand, Grand Metalik hit moves against TJP that they don't hit on anyone else. So I don't know what that is. Uh, I know Grand Metalik and him obviously have the history in the cruiserweight. And Metalik
2: Classic. was the first elimination of this tournament. Yeah, and you're very still into first it. Match, and I'm still you know last week when I saw the results i just you know read them on a sheet of paper yeah saw Metalik got knocked out saw tyler Bake got knocked out it was <laughs> like well this new 205 live is clearly just as shit as the old one <laughs> fuck this well, But then i watched it and i was like man those matches were great yeah. and look we've talked before about the cruiserweight classic or or rather 205 live and said look you know the storylines are not good but the matches are the matches are very good that's right or or at least like good and and you've said before at this point in in 2017 and 2018 when there's so much wrestling content out there Good matches are not enough. That's right. Like, you, you you can get that in so many other places that fulfill you beyond that with compelling stories and characters that you care about. But we've seen not just good matches in the last two weeks of 205 Live, but, like, great matches. Yeah, better
0: wrestling than you're seeing on you, Raw, you which didn't is what it see needs to be.
2: Lince Dorado versus Kalisto last night, but no. I think you should go back and watch that because I will. it is excellent, also. Like, I think. We will eventually get to stories with these characters. And you're seeing some teases of, like, some over-the-top personalities and backstage vignettes. I really like what Akira Tozawa is doing right now. We can talk about that in a second. (laughs) Um, I just, like, you know, good wrestling is not enough, but great wrestling is. It really is. I will make a point to watch this show every week if I know I'm going to see somebody like Roddy Strong or Hideo Itami or, like, uh, somebody that I love. And, like, three weeks ago I was talking about how I fucking hated that it seemed like my guys were destined for this hellscape of a show. (laughs) And already, like, I'm in, man. Strap me in. I I hope Neville comes back. If he can see that there's been a clear philosophical change here, and it's not hopeless for him to return to this, I hope he does come back because it could use him. And, like, he's a great wrestler, and all I want to see is great wrestling. All I want, all I've ever wanted for these cruiserweights is to just... Have the reins taken off of them. Let and them run. Let You've got stallions, man. Let them run. <laughs> good sound effect. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah. I've always been able to do a good horse. <laughs> yeah, just I think I've said on the show before that it, it is paramount that 205 Lives Wrestling is a step above Raw and SmackDown. And I'm not going to watch it until it is because it doesn't make sense for me. But it is seeming like that's the direction they're headed. And for me, how it fits into my life, I really, and I wonder if others are going to digest it in the same way, I'm not going to watch it after SmackDown, but I'm going to have a two-hour block of wrestling for me on Wednesday nights. I'm going to watch NXT, and then I'm going to watch 205 Live. Which is exactly
2: when it actually should air. Yeah,
0: why is it not on Wednesdays? But that's another discussion. I wonder if that switches now, because like you said, Roderick Strong being in this tournament, I think the door might be open. If you are under, if you are 205 pounds or under on NXT, why aren't they having guys wrestle on bow shores? Or why are we not getting rid of 205 Live and just making NXT two hours? These, yeah. These are discussions that we need to have. But if that door is open for them to move between each other, I'm very into that. Because on, on NXT, you have Aleister Black. There's a few others who they bill at 205. I can't think. There's one other who's pretty high profile. In, is it Adam Cole? Probably. It might be Adam Cole. There, there's two guys who are pretty high profile that they bill at 205 or under. I'd love to see those guys jump onto 205 Live for the odd match. That's interesting to me.
2: I mean, if Adam, if Aleister Black is 205 or under, then I would assume... A man who seems much smaller than him and Article. <laughs> probably is too. I
0: mean, the WWE weights are, you know, sort of whatever. Yeah, but.
2: I mean, technically they could tell me that Mark Henry is 205. <laughs> yeah. i be like, well, I mean, they... They weighed him apparently. <laughs> didn't they
0: didn't they do that for somebody? Big show had to like I make Bubba
2: Ray. Baba Ray, that's yeah, right. It had
0: to yeah. like make way hilarious. But we were just saying in the last round of Mixed Mask Challenge, these worlds sort of uh, colliding is a thing that we both desire. And if they're willing to do that with NXT and two oh five live, and if those can become like the the premium hardcore wrestling content, mm-hmm. I'm very into that. And that, that leads to a question here, Justin. Do you think somebody could watch just 205 Live and NXT and get like a fulfilling wrestling watching experience at this point and the takeovers. Yeah, I think so. I really feel like. I feel
2: like, yeah, absolutely. That if you just cut Raw and SmackDown out of your. Diet entirely. Don't tempt me. You could you could still have a fulfilling wrestling life.
0: Yeah, I I really haven't been feeling Raw or SmackDown much lately, and uh, but I feel like NXT in some ways is sort of back to its heyday. And if Two Hundred Five Live is good, it's gonna be interesting seeing what this looks like going forward. I,
2: I mean, I was thinking the other night that like, with where we're going with this Sami Zayn Kevin Owens thing, like, do they save the breakup until? mania that that is their mania moment that sammy finally gets to re- return the payback Ooh. and attack kevin after he has a big moment at mania and then i'm thinking well that's just a retread that's no. just exactly what we've seen before but then i'm thinking like i i am i am that rare person you know i am the rare person who's such a shit eating wild man <laughs> that i watch everything that yeah. i that i know their history going back to NXT that i've seen all of that I need to stop thinking, and they need to stop thinking, too, that when guys get called up to the main roster, audiences know what they did in NXT. Because, Agreed. by and large, they don't. They have no idea. And if you need to repeat some beats to get people invested, then do it. Because I'm not going to get mad that, like, oh, I've seen this before, you know? And if anything, kind of like what I just pitched, like Sammy being the guy to turn this time, would just be a, an echo of something, and it would fulfill the longtime fan and the new fan.
0: Yeah, that wouldn't feel like a retread to me at all rather than a closing of the loop or a book ending of the the ultimate fuck you. Like he finally got gets one back on him, He gets him back for it. I feel like that's just long term storytelling. Yeah, it's just I'm like, not saying do an apron power bomb, but as much as
2: I love NXT, I've just come to realize that like, you know, we are given all of these reasons to invest in guys on NXT. Yeah. And those reasons need to be repeated again. I fully you know? agree. It it can't just be like you assume that I know who you know, Neville or or anyone, anyone yeah. is when they come up. Uh I don't know why I picked Neville, but you No, know. but whatever. Yeah, like you need to do It's exactly what we've talked about with American Alpha. Right. Yeah, so Like yeah, That they... was like the a surefire babyface tag team like like Which, I if looked you at recall them, they needed so badly. I looked at, the time. at them and thought this is a team that is going to go into the fucking WWE Hall of Fame <laughs> as a tag team Yeah. like twenty years from now. <laughs> and they broke up like in eight months on the main roster because you never had a reason to give a shit about them. Oh, as shit. people they had good matches, but sort who were of. who were they as characters? Who fucking knows? Do you think
0: they had good matches? Yeah, I th- I remember with being the Usos. Dis- yeah. I remember feeling distinctly let down by their matches on their main roster and then realizing that it was because they were just off of a three-pay-per-view feud with The Revival that I love their in matches so much. <laughs> it sort of occurred to me, I was like, oh yeah, they were with who I consider the best in-ring tag team for three pay-per-views and each of them are fucking great matches. Yeah,
2: well to get back to 205 now though. Sure. Uh... We did mention Akira Tozawa for a second. Oh, there. I yes. love his gimmick right now.
0: Uh, we we couldn't. Who knew he was such a charismatic, good promo? Yeah, like,
2: that he can do comedy very well. I was saying it's like it's like he's absorbed. Titus you know that's he's in, right he's internalized that Titus energy and now he can do it himself without needing Titus around
0: now have they just completely abandoned that he's part of Titus Worldwide because he is no. wearing a suit and... I don't,
2: I'm not sure he still fits in but he doesn't come out with them
0: no yeah uh, but who knows how much of that's the travel schedule with Titus Worldwide being on Raw maybe they don't want to yeah that. that makes sense uh, but I'd like him to acknowledge that because it, it the gimmick completely fits there for those of you who haven't seen he now uh, fires people backstage doing his yeah, because, McMahon impression yeah because
2: he desperately wanted to be the man who who was chosen to be the commissioner? That's right. Of, uh, or, or the GM the of GO5 Live. He was dr- all dressed up in a suit. He had a tweet last week where he posted a photo of himself. It was like black and white and shot from a distance of him just like looking glum sitting in his <laughs> stall in the change room in his suit. Yeah. And he the only reason that he wanted to be GM was so that he could fire people. And now he's just going around backstage firing random like. <laughs> Production assistants and shit in the back. It's great.
0: Do you remember who it is he's wrestling next week on 205 Live? I can't remember right Uh, now.
2: It's one of the dudes from the UK tournament. Right,
0: yes. Uh, I can't recall, but whoever it is. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, thank you. He's asking a guy backstage. He's like... Who's going to win next week between me and Mark Andrews? And the guy, like, sort of starts saying Mark Andrews, and Tazawa just goes, You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. And after I win, you're fired. Yeah. It's great.
2: And uh, one more thing uh, I've lamented the fact that Spud. Is in a GM role and not a wrestler, but you really like that.
0: I love it. Uh, I think that the the payoff of uh, you introduce him as a GM, and then you have some heel build up for three months. This could be like your a after- Daniel
2: Bryan style feud with Miz.
0: Exactly, but then you can finally have the guy shove Rockstar Spud, and Rockstar Spud shoves him back, and now you've got a match. This could be your angle that you go to after this tournament. You don't need Rockstar Spud, mu- or rather, uh, Drake Maverick wrestling right now.
2: Uh. I, went, I even let you go a little over Thank time you, there because I wanted you to get that in. <sighs> Justin, but I could only do it by not telling you the time because I knew you wouldn't allow you it. You knew I would
0: buzz. <laughs> you know how much I love the rules. Uh, Justin, I, uh, if you are not a person, tune out for this next segment. Hey,
2: in the words of Roderick Strong closing out this week's 205 Live, what now?
0: What now indeed, Justin. Let me tell you what now that it is. This is us. And this is Sunday Night Tweet.
2: Now, Josh, would you like to explain to the people what Sunday Night Tweet is?
0: Justin, I've done it before and I'll do it again. Every week, I, Josh Custodio, scour Twitter.com, the website for uh, members of the active WWE roster. And I look for tweets that they've tweeted that are, uh, they stand out to me for some reason. Yeah,
2: you're scouring Twitter.com for WWE roster tweets. I'm scouring Twitter for members of uh, the This Is Us writing staff.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you that's where your <laughs> attention lies. But indeed, I look for tweets that are funny or weird or out of character or in character. I read them aloud to you, Justin, and based off of almost no information, you have to guess who the tweeter in question is. Yes. Now this week, Justin, I'm going to give you a hint right off the top. There are no cast members of This Is Us on this oh, week's episode of bad. Sunday Night Tweets, so I know that's a disadvantage oh, was,
2: for you. I was going to guess um, Milo Ventimiglia or whatever his name is. I know you're you a You know the guy from Heroes.
0: I don't know him, but I do know that you are obviously a giant well, man as you could barely say his he's name. He's
2: got a mustache and he's on this is us now. <laughs>
0: Justin, are you ready for Sunday night tweet? I
2: sure am. Just like I was defining trade as he's got a mustache now.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's the only guy with a mustache. <laughs> Justin, here's tweet number one this week. In Shadows of the Empire, why didn't Dash Rendar run into Darth Vader while the Millennium Falcon was escaping Hoth? So the the tweeter in question talking about N64, N64 title.
2: N64 Star Wars. Had you played that game, Shadow of the I, I have. Great game. Yeah, great game. Love the game. Love Dash Rendar as a Han Solo knockoff.
0: I mean, knockoff isn't even... It doesn't begin to explain what Dash Rendar is. Yeah. <laughs> he is Han Solo <laughs> with a different name. Exactly. Uh, so you're looking for someone who's a, a Star Wars fan, maybe... Um, somebody who's in touch with nerd culture in some sort of capacity. But this is a deep dive. This guy yeah, really this knows what is, he's talking this about. This is
2: an old one. Yeah. Oh, man. So I'm thinking it's somebody who's a little older on the roster because I don't know. I don't know, actually, because like, I'm 30 and I played Shadows of the Empire. Yeah.
0: So. But somebody who's replaying it, it must be, right? Yeah.
2: Uh, do I don't I- know. I feel like... The new day is like too obvious. It's as no being one the video in the new game, day, guys. All right.
0: In fact, it's a cruiserweight. It's a cruiserweight. Yeah.
2: Huh. I mean, TJP is the like video games is his character. That's true.
0: But is that too obvious? Also. Sometimes I do go with the very obvious to throw you off. I'm not that's saying that's true. what I'm doing here, that's but
2: true. I'm just trying to think who else, even in the cruiserweights, seems like they might be a nerd. You know? Yeah. Who Who are some other people that come to mind for you as a nerd?
0: Nah,
2: I don't know. The power of Tozawa. you uh, nah, <laughs> would have. I don't know about that. Uh, he was wearing glasses this week. That's the only reason I say that. Well,
0: people who wear glasses are giant losers. Maybe
2: he'll have a mustache next week, (laughs) too. (laughs) Maybe he already does. I can't remember. I I, think he has a goatee. He has a
0: goatee, but I'm all in on uh, mustache (laughs) having Tozawa. That only adds to his career. Justin, who's your guess? I'll go TJP. Justin, indeed, it is not TJP. Uh. For a better Shadows of the Empire... It's Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak, can you? Oh my man, I, I love him. I only love him more having seen this. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I'd known. I'm nah, sorry. That's okay, bud. I thought it was a good guess. TJP, once I said cruiserweight, was the guess. Uh, Justin, here's the second tweet this week. Are you ready? I am. I, I can never pass up a chance to sing along to Indian Outlaw. Hashtag. Tim McGraw.
2: hashtag Tim McGraw. Country music. She loves to sing along. Well, oh, I didn't say she. Well, I did because it's Sarah Logan. <laughs> just did <in> it.
0: <laughs> is my girl Sarah Logan listening to a song called "Indian Outlaw"? Of
2: course. That's what. That's what her. Uh, that's what her costume is based on. I hope you're wrong. When she and... comes out to the ring. <laughs> that's just... They they were like, "What? What do you think? Uh, how should we dress you as a wrestler?" She, she said... just said two words. Indian Outlaw. Oh, I thought
0: the two words were going to be hashtag Tim McGraw. <laughs> Good job, Justin. You're one for two. Justin, our third tweet this week is uh, shocking. Okay. Okay, so it's a quote tweet that the kids love. Kids are all about them, and the tweet being quoted okay. is also from a active member of the WWE roster. It's okay. Shelton Benjamin. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Shelton Benjamin, I won't. Re- Bench. Shelty Benge. Shelty Benj as we love him and know him and call him. It says, uh, "This is us. This is what we do. This is us. We are Shelton Benjamin <laughs> and Chad Gable. Yeah. Shelton Benjamin. I'm not going to read the whole tweet, but okay. he found a a loaded gun in his rental car, so he's tweeting Budget, the rental car company, and saying, uh, "Thank you for your great service." And putting my reputation and freedom and quite possibly my life in jeopardy. I've been unknowingly driving your car around for four days with a effing loaded gun in the glove compartment. Wow. Okay. So the tweeter in question, quote, tweets this and just says, holy fuck, dude. <laughs> Someone on the active WWE roster, quote, tweets this loaded gun and says, Holy fuck, dude! Holy fuck, and holy fuck, dude! Is an appropriate it, it response. Is, it
2: is, but I would also think that they wouldn't be allowed to like just tweet uh, swears like that.
0: Yeah, I thought so. too. I found it surprising, and that's why it's here in Sunday Night Tweet. Huh? Uh, who? I don't know. That like, this is one of those ones that could literally be anyone. Uh, almost certainly. Now l- let's think a little bit here. So it's somebody who has the the tenure. Oh, that's the hint all again. They have the tenure to maybe say something like this without, uh, you know, risking their job too much. Okay, so they they uh, they're they're they've been around uh,
2: the block a few times. Uh, yeah, I would say in a so. car with a loaded gun. <laughs> I would say yes. <laughs> they are uh, a human weapon unto themselves. They, I, it's they, Steve Blackman. They require no no gun because <laughs> they are Steve Blackman. No. Uh, I don't know. I'm just the fact that it's someone responding to Shelton Benjamin at all. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> like. Ouch. Well, that's not. I didn't mean that as like a insult. I guess it came out that way. Sure. Uh, I'm. I'm thinking it's somebody from the SmackDown side because those guys like run together. They're in the same locker room every week. You, he would care, you know. I'm, I get that. My first guess was going to be, this is probably his tag partner, Chad Gable. Okay. Uh, but you said he's a long-time tenured member.
0: Yeah, I mean, does Chad Gable strike you the sort of guy who would go, holy fuck, dude, on Twitter?
2: Maybe. Yeah? I mean, the long hair, right? <laughs> you know, maybe next week he'll have a mustache. You're you are judging. <laughs> <laughs> ah! maybe he already does maybe I have mustache <laughs> blindness it's over <laughs> the
0: show is over <laughs> Justin who is your guest someone on the Smackdown Live roster uh, somebody comfortable swearing on Twitter and somebody who I've got to say I just like this tweet I like everything about it
2: uh, you know what I'm I'm guessing this person because I've guessed them a few times before and it has not been correct but maybe this time it is because I know I have um pulled some choice tweets from them and sent them to our chat group before of uh, of him saying things in a similar vein, uh, like what the fuck basically yeah, that, like he he quote tweeted a video of someone making a chopped salad by. <laughs> chomping it this. in their mouth is like they chewed it up and then spat it back into the bowl that was how <laughs> they chopped their chop salad and he quoted that and said what the fuck?
0: Justin you have so it so I
2: feel like this is a guy he's been around, he can swear he's sworn on Twitter before, he'll do it again this is him, this is us, it's Randy Orton <laughs>
0: Justin I don't know how you do it it is the Viper Randy Orton <laughs>
2: What are you, yeah. two for three? Uh, two for three, yeah. That's excellent. Oh <laughs> my God. Isn't that a great
0: tweet? It is really good. Yeah. It is a great tweet. Uh, Justin, our next tweet this week is uh, harder to guess even yet, uh, but plays into our fifth tweet. So fourth and fifth, a bit of a tandem, okay? Okay, okay. So uh, tweet number four, just, uh, boy, I uh, I love this tweet. and It should be in the number five slot, except that it has to go first to play into the other one. Okay. And all it says is, Lars Sullivan is dumb da man D A M A N
2: Lars Sullivan is dumb man dumb man um if i'm not mistaken Lars kind of disappeared off tv for a while yeah i guess he hasn't been on nxt they reported I think Meltzer said that the original plan was for him to be the title challenger at the Mania Weekend Takeover, but that doesn't make sense because... Sullivan Almas? Yeah, they're both heels. That makes no sense at all. Yeah, I, I and don't it really that. does feel like Black is like the more natural guy that they've been building up in that yeah, role. It has to be that, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm thinking it's Black Almas. And Sullivan wasn't on Takeover, and he's kind of disappeared since he wasn't the winner of that four-way for the title uh shot last time um that Gargano won uh but but he also disappeared on off of Twitter at the same time that he disappeared off of TV and I if I'm not mistaken, I believe when all this rumor and innuendo was coming out about oh there's heat on Lars Lars has been disappeared Uh-oh. Lars has vanished that he. Is the one who broke the silence. What did he say? By saying Lars Sullivan is the man. Justin,
0: three for four, it is Lars that Sullivan. Was Lars Sullivan. Who uh, thinks that he is the man. <laughs> which, uh, honestly, I think is probably how you have to introduce him in ring from here out. Yeah. Coming to the ring, he is the man, man, Lars Sullivan! So Justin, I promised the tweet in the fifth slot this week would would play would into be the fourth. Into it. Uh, so I was looking through the the replies mm-hmm. to this tweet because mm-hmm. I thought this is a weird tweet, and uh, an active member of the WWE roster responded. Yeah. To Lars Sullivan saying he is the man, and uh, the person says, "You're the best at Lars WWE." Um. So someone, so Lars says he's the man. And the wrestler in question said, you're the best. And in reply to him, still said, at Lars WWE.
2: And was there a reply to that that they also replied to? Uh,
0: there was no further uh, okay. correspondence that I saw. Well, I,
2: I believe I saw some sort of correspondence here. Now, this is a rare time when I think I've seen this tweet. Oh. And and I believe it was written by none other than the boss. Holy Sasha shit, May. Justin.
0: 4 for 5,
2: it is Sasha Bay. And I want the people to know that I knew that. You did not. There was there was no sort of
0: No, I think they're beyond thinking there's. Yeah. I remember we launched this
2: segment, there was some like people thought we were conspiring. Yeah. yeah. But like
0: I don't think it's a very no, fun I, segment. No, I I knew
2: the Lars tweet, which means I knew the Sasha tweet too. Okay. So I I'm and the sorry fact that, that you're that admitting I kind of, that. Yeah, I, I kind of wrecked the game this week by that's okay. by reading Twitter.
0: That's uh, <laughs> completely fine. Uh, I know that I, I told you though, you're not allowed to use Twitter anymore. Yeah, I know, I know. I only follow except, this disaster f- writers. <laughs> <laughs> well, can listen. The only thing you're allowed to tweet about is uh, the Patreon. Okay. okay? You fair. can tweet about that, but the rest just don't read it. Uh, Justin, I'm going to make an executive call on the fly here and tell you I don't have time to do our third round this week. No, and I don't think the the injuries were going to fill 15 minutes anyway. Yeah,
2: we don't really. We, I mean, it's the, what we were going to talk about mostly is that I don't know what WWE is doing on the road to WrestleMania right now, and it doesn't seem like they do either.
0: Yeah, and it's hard to. We can talk about it for a few minutes here. Yeah. I, it's hard to. It's hard to really blame them. Like just off the top of my head, who's Samoa Joe dean ambrose there's rumors that uh both seth and jason jordan are injured right yeah am i missing somebody because that's four quasi upper mid card to main event players on raw yeah it out. seems
2: like raw is missing even more people still but maybe it's just the joe injury really screwed things up for yeah him. uh i just you know between dean like seth's mania plans have changed so many times at this point that I have no idea what he's going to do. If, I mean, it still Jordan, has to be Jordan. Jordan no, because Jordan just had surgery. Like, he did? Yeah, Jordan had surgery this week. Jason Jordan? Yeah, they were talking about how they wanted to avoid it because he was concerned that if he got neck surgery, he was going to be on the shelf for anywhere from a year to a year and a half. So Jason
0: Jordan just isn't that many And then the
2: very next day after they said that like he is trying to avoid this surgery because it will take him out for a very, very long time. He got it. He got it. Whoa. But, and so, like, father-like son, he has also now had neck surgery. Ah. So
0: they need Dean Ambrose back But badly. that's not
2: going to happen in time. No, I guess not. Joe should be back by, like, mid-March. You can't you, do him in Seth. You have time to do a two-week program in the build-up to Mania, and, like, we've already seen him and Seth a bunch of you times. You can't do him in Seth. You... Seth just get put into, like, the... IC ladder. Uh, yeah. But I don't think the I think the IC match is going to be a one-on-one Miz versus Balor.
0: I agree with that. Now I'll say this, I think uh Seth is uh Grand Slam champ if he gets the IC belt. He is. Yes. Yeah. So I I don't know if they're trying to make all the shield guys IC, but it's it's in- or uh, all the shield Gus Grand slam, I should say it's interesting man it's something they're gonna have to look at a little harder going forward I feel it's, like I mean
2: it it feels like even in the build to Elimination Chamber they've had to change their plans so many times well, and I
0: feel like nobody's talking about this that to wrestle the style that WWE asks of you right now is way harder on your body than it's ever been at any point in history Which, and yet their house show schedule remains the exact same like if you're... if Cena shuffles away from Elias after the
2: Chamber yeah. Would you be down to see Elias versus Rollins? Is that interesting?
0: It depends on the feud, man. I always say that. But I'll tell you, like, does it get my juices flowing talking about it now? No, not at all. Yeah,
2: but I like both those guys.
0: Yeah, but the pairing scenes,
2: it's, aw- it's just like, I don't know who's left. I don't know.
0: And babyface Seth who, Rollins does so for me. Who doesn't
2: have anything right now? Yeah, and Seth, like, that's the main thing about losing Jordan is, like, that's what made Seth compelling as a yeah. babyface finally was like we all empathize with him having to deal with this fucking idiot loser. Oh, well, it's
0: frustrating because it was the most I've ever been into Jason Jordan or Seth Rollins. Yeah. I've been a noted critic of Seth Rollins on this show, and then I said how much I was into this. And it was and a potential. great
2: segment on Monday. It was I brought, really good. Yeah,
0: like everything involving them, and Roman tagging with Seth was fun. Like, it was all good. So I hope that they can examine maybe their schedule a bit or, or something because you're – you're hurting the main product at this point. Yeah, it's like money. we said
2: last week with when you talked about gender, maybe swapping to RAW. Like they need people, they need bodies because they are they're dropping like flies over there.
0: So with that, Justin, how about we transition into some of our listener questions this week? How does that sound
2: to you? <laughs> yeah, I think we can limp into those because <laughs> I'm just like the just like the RAW roster. I'm a little injured. Right yeah, your now foot well. is like legitimately My foot hurt. Is really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you should have never kicked I, that I, man. I kicked him really hard.
0: <laughs> just our first question this week comes to us from uh, Brandon O'Connor at Boofer OC. Yeah, who watched Raw this week for the first time in years because of us. And thanks for letting us know, man. That was yeah. super nice. And also, I believe a Patreon donor who we are going to thank at the end of the okay, show. Right on. If he isn't, I'm not take back that credit Oopsie I just gave daisy. you. Yeah, you you owe us some money. <laughs> uh, but he asks. <laughs> Picking ba- piggybacking on the end of the last episode, if you have to if you had to pick one professional wrestler as a roommate, who would you choose? Let's assume the situation is semi permanent, and then I asked him, "Are we living in our current homes?" and he said yes. So well, you are in here, Studio Skyloft. I live in Studio Beard How Five, and we have to live with somebody who's a professional wrestler. Who is the 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 who would you choose to live with? So not necessarily the best roommate. Who would you like to live with?
2: Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm being influenced by his inclusion in um. Sunday night tweet this week, but I I think Drew Gulak would be yeah, he'd be a good roommate. I I, I feel like he's like a pretty neat and tidy guy. He's organized. Yeah, he's got PowerPoint presentations. The
0: bills would always be on time with uh, Drew Gulak,
2: of course. And and like I just feel like he is a fun guy that he would be fun to hang out with for sure. That we could play like N64 when I get home from work. Shadows of the Empire exactly. So, look, is this recency bias that he did a tweet that I liked that I just found out about like no, 10 minutes could ago? Could it be? Yeah, sure it is. But, okay, it is. Never but, mind. Uh, but, you know, if not him, you know, you know, uh, I absolutely love Roddy Strong. Yeah. But, I mean, he's married to Marina Shafir. Yeah, you know. Which means it. I'd have to be like a third wheel roommate living with a married couple. Yeah, you
0: you certainly don't want that. I'm with you.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That could be interesting for a little while. So Maybe So, like, me and. Roddy and Marina. Yeah, hey, uh, This cool. is us. Hey, who knows? <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. This is us. This is no longer us. It's someone else. We are not.
0: <laughs> that is the opposite of this, this is it us. us. I, I thought about this question for a while, and mm-hmm. I ultimately thought about who would fit into like my general lifestyle the most. So I was trying to think okay. of who likes the most things I Probably like. Probably Elias. Elias actually would have been a good point pick. But I actually went with Eric Young, Ooh. the leader of sanity. No,
2: that's a good choice. But of course, I just mentioned Marina Shafir and not wanting to interfere with family life. EY has a full-blown wife and kids. Oh, does he? Yeah, so, I mean, it could be one of those situations where, like, you know, a Mario Lemieux-Sydney Crosby thing where you just, like, (laughs) live in the basement (laughs) with his family. Yeah,
0: maybe that, but I I don't think it's a good call. I'll switch over to uh, uh, Xavier Woods then. Okay. Because I I think he likes watching wrestling. He obviously likes video games. I don't know if he, like, likes punk music, but I feel like Xavier Woods and I would have a lot to talk about. Yeah. I know we have similar taste in women, which is kind of uh, interesting, too. (laughs) So uh, uh, I'll say Xavier Woods. Right. Why'd you laugh there, Justin? No, no reason. Nothing yeah. in particular. Yeah, because well, yeah. you, laughed, you laughed pretty hard. I don't
2: know. Maybe you could live with like Brad Maddox also, if that's your criteria. I don't know about that, <laughs> bud. He doesn't
0: seem like the nicest guy This dude. one comes to
2: us from... He at... fucked over CM Punk once. That's true. Or oh, no, he helped CM Punk. Coca-Cola LLC. I am Coke now. Thank you to our sponsor. Writes in, if you could fuse two gimmicks together, <laughs> what yeah. would be the best and worst results?
0: Okay, so uh, my answer for best... Uh well maybe both do our best and then our worst. How does okay, that sound? Okay. So my best, uh, we talked about them earlier in the show. It begins with gold dust. Alright. Okay, so somebody but but prime gold dust, attitude era gold dust. Mm-hmm. So someone who's uh, sort of androgynous and slithers around, sort of Velveteen Dreamish too. Combined with Braun Strowman. Okay, so we're gonna have a, a giant destroyer who's also uh, effeminate and silky and smooth, moving around. This is uh, an everything. I'm not joking. I genuinely think this would be a dope character, uh, a monster who also brings out these other feelings. So my best is Braun Strowman and Goldust. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't know
2: that I have an answer for this, honestly. Okay. So I'm, I'm making two people do like a fusion dance. That's and r- exactly one person. That's literally the analogy I thought of in my head on the drive. Over. Okay. So my best is also my worst. Oh, okay. Great. I'm going to have <laughs> Lars Sullivan oh, this is okay. fusion dance with James Ellsworth. <laughs> 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 Just that, that is only the worst. <laughs> because no, because I feel like there's a way that you could present that that would be really funny, which would be the best. But then most other ways you could present that would be really awful, which would also be the worst. So
0: I'm visualizing, like, a very insecure Lars Sullivan. Mm. Like, he looks like Lars Sullivan, but has no chin. Yeah. And he's, like, completely not convinced of his own abilities. Yeah. That is good. And he's,
2: like, he's very, like, weird around women. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Just
0: in my worst answer, I went with uh, Bailey. Okay. So uh, the hugger, the whole friendly young girl thing. Yeah. Uh, mixed with the boogeyman.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, so you have Bailey come out wanting to hug people, but, but her mouth is full of worms. worms so no one wants the hug. Yeah. It's very confused. Uh, Bailey and the boogeyman. You did a
2: lot better with this question than I did.
0: I I don't know about that, but <laughs> uh, I uh, I did I did okay.
2: You're a thoughtful man, and I was just like, who are two goofy looking guys <laughs> so I can have fusion dance together?
0: <laughs> Justin, our next question this week comes to us from the Borgman superfan, Blair Pachico. And Blair asks, without researching, how many of the 60 plus members of the NWO can you name?
2: Oh, I've tried to do this. This is a Sporkle quiz. Oh, okay. And I've tried to do it before. I like those quizzes. And I think I got like 34. You could do 30? But mostly I was just like... Trying to think of literally anyone from WCW from the mid to late 90s. Yeah.
0: The, I, I, I can I, – you know my history with WCW is almost none. Yeah. So, like, I could probably name uh, three. Hogan, Diesel. Uh, no, but, I mean, it's – you think you can name, like, 30-ish, right? Well, That's... just
2: – I've done it before, but I did it just by – like, I, I probably got to about 18 or so legitimately. Yeah. Yeah. And then beyond that, I was just trying to think of literally anyone I could think of from WCW. And I
0: bet just t- typing in random WCW people, you're yeah. probably surprised at how many of them. Yeah, like I
2: said, at least 15 just from randomly writing people that I didn't even think were in NWO. There have been so many fucking members of
0: NWO. I'm just going to tell you the names of some people who are in it that uh, you, you might be surprised to, to hear about. Uh, Did you know Conan was a member? I think I did know that. How about VK Wall Street?
2: Uh, I have no idea who that is, but it sounds like a
0: rib on Vince McMahon. Uh, Brian Adams? Uh, Like the singer? Nope. (laughs) Okay. Uh, A guy whose name is Louis Spicoli. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. Who else? Uh, Kurt Hennig. Kurt Hennig. There's a lot of people here. Buff Bagwell, Miss Elizabeth, David Flair, Disco Inferno. David Flair? I could have probably named... Disco Inferno. I'm not joking when I say I would be impressed with myself if I could have gotten to a dozen. Yeah. Yeah. So I I didn't know if it would be great for us to just list things off, but uh, Blair, very few for me, and in the high teens, low 20s for Justin, I guess. Yeah. Uh, NWO, it's like I always say, not enough members. (laughs) Do you want to hit me with our next question? I would love to. comes to
2: us from friend of the show, Scoots Brodo, (laughs) who (laughs) who was
0: at the ECCW show this weekend. Oh, really? And didn't say hi to me. Really? Didn't say hi. I'm in the background of a video. we took. He goes, hey. What a so, punk. Yeah, come on.
2: A grizzly Scoops. bear is encountered in the woods. It is not currently aggressive, but it will be if approached. Okay. Which wrestler, WWE or otherwise, would be able to physically subdue the creature? <laughs> the wrestler is unarmed, but can utilize whatever is within reach, such as rocks or branches.
0: Okay. So, tell me if I'm insane here. I feel like you have to go with a high flyer. Because they say if a bear's coming, you've got to climb a tree or play dead, right? I guess. So, I'm going to go with somebody who I feel like could get up a tree and kick a bear in the face a bunch of times as it climbed up after it. Okay. So, that's the line of thinking I'm going with.
2: Yeah, bears will try to climb up, and bears can climb trees. Yeah, I think. And
0: I think if you really,
2: like the way to take it out is by kicking it off the tree from such a great height.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so you got to get somebody to get up the tree faster than a bear and then oh maybe maybe a guy who I have uh, not a great deal of love for, but I'm going to go with the demon Finn Balor. Do you know why? Why? The bear is climbing up the tree. Uh-huh. What move do you think is the single best to send this some bitch soaring down and hopefully dying? Coup de gras. The coup de gras. You are higher on the tree. Let's hope you're 30 feet in the air. You jump, double stomp that some bitch on the head, and try to catch yourself. I'm gonna go with Finn Balor.
2: I think that's a good pick, honestly. You've convinced me because I was thinking originally, well, it's got to be Braun.
0: Yeah, but is Braun really gonna be able to like go one on one with a bear?
2: I mean. Uh, On television, (laughs) yeah. In reality, probably not.
0: I mean, in reality, they're all fucked, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking Braun or Brock initially, too.
2: But, I mean, if Brock just, like, or Braun, like, picked up a big rock and smashed him in the head with it. Yeah. He could probably kill him.
0: That's, but, man, he's got to be accurate. Like, bears aren't slow. He's got to be quick, too. Bears are, yeah. So, So, I think, yeah, you either have to go, who do you go between Braun and Brock? I'll go with Braun. Yeah, just bigger and stronger. And better cardio. I don't
2: think he has better cardio than Brock. I do. Brock is gets like beat red and he's gonna die within like three minutes. He
0: wears it worse, but we've seen Brock do more cardio-impressive things than Braun. In the past, but not lately. I guess that's true. Not since his UFC run, really, I suppose. Yeah.
2: Uh, Okay, so I'm Uh, going... What, we think Brock is gonna train to fight this bear? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) I
0: like that we were like, yeah, it's real... He's not on TV, it's in the real world, and yet, in mind, Finn Balor is using the coup de (laughs) grace. No, you're right, though. I don't know.
2: I think you had good You know, I'm right there with you as far
0: as your reasoning. Tony Nese came to mind because he could, like, get up the tree quickly. I guess, yeah. Just our next question to us comes from at Lorenzo Meow on Twitter, Doug Doug Crap. And uh, he asks a straightforward question. He says, each of you make a raw SmackDown trade, so one for one, that betters each show. Okay. Uh, So... Who is there? Anybody that comes to mind to you that's gotten stale on one of the shows? I think that's how you almost have to approach it.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, Ginder or Ziggler. Oh gosh! And uh, look, say what you will, Raw could use Dolph Ziggler right now. I disagree. With all these injuries, a guy who can go, he. What
0: feud do you want Dolph in on Raw? Uh,
2: I don't know. I'm sure they they could come up with something. Yeah, I could like I could be into like. If we fully embrace that people love Elias, yeah, I could do Dolph versus
0: Elias. That'd be fun. Yeah, I guess Dolph. At this point, Dolph's flatlined for me. Like, there's no feud. I'm dying for him, but I don't think it's a terrible line of thinking at all. I, I think you could put Dolph with like a uh,
2: tag team and have them be yep. part of the trio wars that are you know. There's obviously from the way NXT is constructed right now, and even the way it's coming together on the main roster, they want to do. Stable wars, but the stables are just trios. I honestly
0: feel like they have more trios than they do tag teams. And I was (laughs)
2: thinking to myself watching TM61 come back on NXT last week. Yeah. Thinking, like, they had a great match, and they're super awesome. I watched it. If you put them with someone, like a single, they could be a compelling force in this trio Wars or whatever. And maybe Dolph is that guy. I could see those three having, like... A, a style hmm. that meshes together.
0: Yeah, I don't. I guess I don't. No, I do. That's hate a it, that's but... a
2: call up and and a trade at the same time. Yeah, but I I, I don't know. I think Jinder is probably the more natural fit because like I I've seen Jinder versus Seth. It was rad. Yeah, I'd love to see it again.
0: I feel like Jinder showing up on Raw could feel like a big deal, too, if done right. Like, he was a long-reigning world champion. The entrance is dope. Yeah. If they did it as a a surprise, like an unannounced trade, I could see Jinder getting a big reaction. So
2: Jinder goes to Raw.
0: Yeah, let's do this together. And who comes back to SmackDown? See, this is where things are a little trickier, because I don't feel like they've... Because they had all these stages set that people got injured, so a lot of the feuds sort of feel like feuds in waiting.
2: Yeah, I know I just said that I would put Jinder on Raw because I want to see him feud with Seth, but I actually would... Probably move Seth to SmackDown.
0: See, it's too early to split up the Shield, though, isn't it? I
2: guess Dean still needs because Seth come came back. to
0: mind for me too. But I feel like you can't do that until there's some sort until of until Dean comes
2: back and we get what we were supposed to get. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right there. Um, who else though could probably do with a, a
0: change on on the Raw side? So I haven't. I don't hate the idea of Elias doing his gimmick over on SmackDown. It's yeah. a heel for heel. Yeah, you've all the raw audiences have gotten used to it. You've seen most people on Raw run in on Elias' segments at this point. Mm-hmm. You have seen no one on the SmackDown roster get that pop because it does get guys a big pop. And we could
2: also, you know, when one of them is confirmed to be a full-on babyface, despite the fact that both of them get cheer reactions right now. Yeah, we could get that. Seemingly inevitable, Elias Aiden English feud,
0: dude. That I I think that almost makes it the answer. Then yeah. I think Elias for gender seems like uh, a a pretty good feud. And though. see,
2: that to me is like I've seen people tweet recently that like both rosters need major shakeups after Mania, and I don't agree. With I don't that feel that at way at all. all. I agree with you. Like you can just make minor tweaks, and there are still. Like, there are guys who are on each show who still have so much mileage left.
0: Yeah, I I don't think you need a big show. You need a little bit, especially at the tops of cards. Like, the... I just think the Owen Zane, like, all of that needs to play out. But, yeah, I don't feel like the shows need huge shakeups as much as Fresh
2: The thing Feet. is, like, that has a direction. We just don't know what it is. That's right. And I know I said that, like, a month ago. Yeah. But it's still true. Like, there is an ultimate payoff to what we're getting from this right now. It's just unclear.
0: It's weird. I feel people are tired of this feud. Like, I see a lot of talking about it. I don't know what it is. I say I said this two weeks ago, too. I look forward to these segments on SmackDown. I feel like I'm always bitching I love about the long-term storytelling. It's fun. And they're doing long-term storytelling. There yeah. are there are shades of gray between all four of them. There's a shit ton of uneasy alliances between all four people. I think it's interesting. And I think the matches are good. I'm not sure why people are bitching about.
2: Well, this. it's funny because like we complain when wrestling is too predictable, but when you also have no idea where it's going, people complain about that. Yeah. Too. I, yeah.
0: Just our final question this week uh, is from our dear friend at Mr. Matty Pie on Twitter. Oh, what a nice man! Uh, and he asks, "What's the best signature finisher to use when stopping a shoplifter?" <laughs>
2: a good question
0: <laughs> so he and uh justin t- in our uh friend wrestling chat had brought up this when it had happened and matt saw this and sent a question into the show which we appreciate <laughs> thank matt. you matt although he doesn't listen to the show so he's never gonna hear uh, what
2: a fucking asshole yeah
0: at least donate to the patreon <laughs> man. um and uh so so a guy's running out of a store what's uh now are we trying to kill the shoplifter or just stop him
2: uh just stop him okay now i regret see i did i did the, I, I did sweet shin music what i should have done <laughs> is like the brawn running drop kick oh i should have full-on drop kicked this guy oh How that would that have been sick that would have
0: been i love that yeah uh the two that came to mind for me are jbl's clothesline from hell uh the guy's running and you just club him with your forearm yeah but then i thought the better answer is uh luke harper's discus forearm Ooh. so the guy's running, Oh yeah you spin and just clobber yeah
2: no you're right yeah that's the answer for sure is, fuck
0: is there anything else that comes it, it kind of has to be a strike finisher right yeah it does how's the halluva kick uh, that would be a
2: good one i don't think that i could get my foot up high enough to kick him in the face though <laughs> i'd like to see it
0: <laughs> You doing I, a haluva kick is dope. I'm
2: going to blame it on the fact that I'm wearing jeans, even though it's full on my overall flexibility. <laughs>
0: when you finally, and I do think this day is coming, I think you are going to be involved in the local pro wrestling scene in some capacity eventually. Yeah, when my this? media
2: profile rises to a point where they want to get me involved. I feel like they're,
0: I'm just saying, I feel like there's already, the the seeds are planted, and okay. uh, I think you need to consider the haluva kick as your finisher. show.
2: I don't know about that, bud. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. What else could I have done to him? I could have done, oh, fuck, what's it called? That move that uh, Finn and Seth both do? The running. Oh, uh, the sling blade. Yeah, sling, sling blade. Sling blade could be I super him. cool. Sling them.
0: Dude, a sling blade would look dope. You just leap and spin. He lands. You land on your feet. You just stare at the shop clerk. Exactly. Clerks. Be extremely good. I'm into
2: exactly. it. Exactly. So there we go. I feel like we've answered that. Justin, that does it for our questions this yeah, week. Yeah, that does it for our show this week, also.
0: Not quite yet, Justin. Oh, no? Because we have to uh, thank give some people. From the bottom of our hearts, because I think it's safe to say that the the Patreon made our weeks this yeah, week. Yeah, it really yeah? took me by surprise. And me as well. Um, um, so, uh, I th- we said as part of the, the pledges, we'd thank people on the show. So, uh, I'd like to do that, starting with uh, Craig Tamble. Craig Tamble? Who, uh, I don't think he's a day one listener, but a long-time listener. Yeah, he he
2: kept pushing me to get the show available on Google Play because he doesn't use iTunes. Right. And I eventually did, and he's uh, gone through the back catalog since then. So, Craig, thank you very much. Thank you, Craig. Appreciate your patronage on multiple fronts at the moment. He supports me in all of my podcasts and in What's this guy, Craig? He's made a money yeah. all of a sudden? Yeah, apparently. Whoa. Not
0: only are fruits edible, but his cash is edible, too, because we're going to use it to go buy some noodles. Craig, I'm just saying, <laughs> I know that sometimes money's hard to come by. I totally don't mind if you withdraw your donation from Real good show I'm, I'm i don't mind it's it's fine by me i i understand how things are out there so thank you very much Craig. yeah absolutely uh and then another pledge here from uh, emerson stone who's uh twitter i recognize the picture i can't remember his twitter handle right now but i will look it up yeah it's, uh,
2: i i made this joke because uh, he recently became a donor to real good as well i made the joke yesterday uh when we were thanking our real good donors i've heard of emerson lake and Palmer. Oh. But Emerson Stone. Oh.
0: Boy, this was not a joke good enough to say <laughs> twice. This was. It sunk like a stone in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. A very good question asker when he sends them in. Yeah. Uh, really couldn't appreciate it anymore. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, also, uh, our guy, uh, do we call him by his real name or is he Doug Crap? Oh, I think
2: he's Doug Crap. But yeah. Doug Lorman, Uh, a very sweet boy. I feel like he was like drunk texting us the other day. Yeah, which (laughs) I was a lot of like typos and missing words and shit. He was like, "I'm watching the network." (laughs) Like, Doug, it's like ten in the morning. (laughs) Why are you so intoxicated? But I gotta
0: say, if he was day drinking, which of course I am a profound supporter (laughs) of, and uh, it was on Super Bowl day, but he said he was just gonna watch a bunch of old school ECW. Which, honestly, like getting drunk and watching ECW might as well be the name of my autobiography. Yeah,
2: he heavily weighed in on your dispute with John Cullen about ECW cards back in the day. Which
0: he and I are completely right about. Yes. Uh, So, so. Doug,
2: thank you for uh, disproving another one of John Cullen's
0: irresponsible claims. Yeah, welcome to the right side of history, bitch. Absolutely. Uh, A pledge here from uh, Brendan Carroll. Uh, I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah. uh, the, the, The generosity floweth. Thank you, Brendan. We appreciate it very much, and we hope you enjoy uh, whichever early WrestleMania we choose to do this month. Yeah, or or who knows what it is, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to do the episode. Uh, I think there might be uh, some uh, intoxicants for Justin and I when we do these bonus episodes. Yeah, maybe. So so I think we're we're looking forward to
2: it. Uh, Yeah, maybe like... uh, maybe like craig tamble's fruits will be uh will be a little edible <laughs> there may we'll be see. some edibles
0: <laughs> we'll see there i gather that cookies are edible brownies are edible gummy shaped like lego pieces also <laughs> edible <laughs> Uh, Scoots Brodo, friend of the show, yeah, friend Scoots of the show. Brodo. Now,
2: now patron of the show. Yeah,
0: Scoots, thank you so much. Could you maybe change your name to patron of the show?
2: It's weird though, uh, because of course uh, our our good friend, who is also the play by play voice of the Vancouver Canucks. That's
0: right, Brendan Batchelor. That's right, has gone by Brodo for most of his life. I've never known. Brendan Bachelor as Brendan, to the point that when people are like, oh, is Brendan coming? Yeah. I have no idea who they're talking about. Yeah. To me, he's Brodo.
2: Now, I've known him professionally before I've been his friend, so right. I do call him Brendan all the time, and Mike is, like, completely thrown off by Yeah, that. just has
0: no idea who you're talking about, yeah. right? To, to, he is so profoundly Brodo that he's the only person in my life who is nicknamed Like that strong, or I never refer to them. So seeing Scoots... To come across another Brodo out there in the wild... It's insanity. It's a wild thing. uh, Scoots, if you you hear this, which I assume you must, tell us how you got your nickname. Yeah, we'd love to know. Interested to know. Uh... Look at this, Caitlin Hotchkiss, former guest on the show, Caitlin Hotchkiss, and
2: uh, just plugging the Patreon left and right. What I a... haven't even promoted the Patreon. Have yet. you not? Yeah, sorry, it's been a busy week. How have you not promoted it? I've worked like 19 days in a row, but what,
0: Justin? I've got time off. I'm out sorry, here, I
2: did. Cut me some slack, man. I'll do it. I'll get uh, to I'll, it eventually. Uh, I... well, what do you mean eventually? When we put out the episode, I'll be like, "This is really good, and you should pay to listen to it." I think that... uh, But I'll probably do it before then, too. I mean, I'm
0: over here plugging left and right. I know, I know. I'm poor as shit. I'm just... (laughs) I feel
2: guilty when I ask people to give me money. It
0: is something... I'll say completely... Like, Even
2: though I'm very poor... And I need money. If I ask for
0: money, I feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, I'll be honest, Justin. Uh, Last week, I had a... It was hard. I I feel very uncomfortable asking people for money. And uh, how uncomfortable I feel with that magnifies how amazing I felt when... I thought we'd put it out there and, like, my mom would be the only donor. Yeah. Uh, And so my heart was, you know, like, the Grinch, like, grew ten times size uh, because I felt so much. The generosity of strangers. Unbelievable. Uh, Pledge from Rob Russo, another former guest on the show. Another good, I mean, what could a guy possibly say about Rob Russo that hasn't already been said? Yeah, sorry.
2: Uh, Now, you know it's bad when Rob tweeted in after last week's show was like, God, I'm just listening to you guys bury me right now. (laughs) And I was like... Which time? <laughs> I couldn't even Rob, think. You know, I, it's bad when you rip on a guy who uh, does nothing but support you. But maybe it's and also nice like to you. <laughs> I
0: think it's more like when you when you go meet it's your like, girlfriend's it's like family, bagging on them, right? We you know when you go meet your girlfriend's family, and like you want the dad to be teasing you. Like if he's just very standoffish mm-hmm. and firm, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be tough. The playful teasing means you guys have a relationship exactly. that are close. So exactly. thank you so much, Rob. Uh, how about a pledge from Brandon O'Connor? I was right. He oh, is, there is a go. donor. Boofer OC! Yeah,
2: man, thank you so much. He's a very sweet boy. Uh, every time we've done a real good live show, he, yeah, he works for like a sign printing company. Oh, okay. So Then he's like made all of our banners.
0: How? For, how, are gonna com- how are you going to? For free? How are you going to complain about that? For free. Brandon. All these
2: comedic bits we do with banners, which people are like, "Oh, Bojack Horseman?" Much? Ugh. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's a cartoon. They got to draw it i got to make a thing in real life. Yeah. And Brandon does it.
0: And Brandon, thank you. Again, if you have to stop helping Real Good Show because you're busy, (laughs) I get it, man. Like, who's got the time? I totally feel you, but that's the way she goes. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: Our next donor was uh, Nancy Custodio. Oh,
2: what a Uh, sweet lady. I mean, uh,
0: my favorite woman, uh, my mother. uh, Gave me a gift when I did so good on. Yeah, I mean. If you get five out of five on Sunday night tweet, she gives you chocolate. I didn't. I don't think that was for the five out
2: of five. I think it was four out of five. Wow. She really. Yeah. I got five out of five and nobody really did anything.
0: Well, I think we made a big deal of it. Two people
2: like tweeted at me that they couldn't believe it. And that
0: was it. Yeah. That is true. People did. But they hey,
2: now she's given me $20 or $10 and you $10. Yeah. That I, that's a gift every month. You're not kidding. I could buy a Ferrero Rocher whenever
0: I like. Oh, what a gift! <laughs> uh, Thank you, Nancy. You're a sweet lady. A pledge from uh, Derek Swallow. Ah, oh. uh, my my close and personal friend, who I am certain does not listen to the show. He wants to
2: support your artistic endeavors, nevertheless. Yeah, I
0: tweeted it, and uh, he put through a, a donation. Uh, Derek, if you're listening to this, uh, fuck you, because I know there's no way you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, finally a pledge from uh, Carlo Castillo, uh, good another boy. good boy who uh, uh, doesn't write into the show but but does listen. Yeah,
2: and an, uh, an essential member of our
0: Killing Floor crew. 100%. We so should
2: play that game again. It's been too long. I,
0: I'm not joking, Justin. I said this last night to, to Brock. I really? was like, we need to play Killing Floor again. It's the best. It's super fun to play.
2: Yeah, Killing Floor 2, folks. If you're out there, it's a great online game. Come play with
0: us. Yeah, come, come at us on... P- What's your PSN name? Justin Morris. Same and as mine, my Twitter. And mine's Shuttlebutt. Not the same as my Twitter, so add us out of up. Same as your butt. Same as my butt, which is <laughs> shot like Justin, not only is that it for our patrons, <laughs> thank you all again so, so much. Uh, and uh, I think that does it for this episode of Top Marks.
2: It does week. indeed, yeah, and of course, uh, we want to leave the people with some advice, as we always do. You have to. Uh, and that is, of course, uh, it's the winter months still. Oof. Winter continues to drag on. Only feels like it's getting chillier, really. Do you feel like it's rained for like 20 months straight? Not really.
0: Oh, I feel like I just can't
2: escape it. No, I felt I, I feel like the rain has only been for like a month or so now. Before that, it was fog.
0: Yeah. And I hated the fog more than I hate the rain. I should say it just feels like I haven't seen the sun in a
2: long, long That's time. That's fair. But like, dude, you know the view that we got from the Studio Skyloft that we're at right now. Beautiful. Yeah. beautiful view of the city. You know, I pay the big bucks so that I can get this view. Yeah. To have like seven <laughs> to, to 12 days in a row <laughs> a of fog... fog it's like so depressing. <gasps> like not just that like I'm paying rent for something that I'm not getting, but also just that like that like to me that is so much more going to impact me as far as like seasonal depression or whatever. Yeah, I get than that than like rain or snow ever could. When I you could cannot see, that. see more than five feet in front of your face and that doesn't go away for more than a week and a half and it's like you're living inside a Stephen King novel. <laughs> the mist. Yeah terrible.
0: You're talking to the one person on Earth who loves that movie. I like the movie, too. Do you? Yeah,
2: I really liked it. That's Thank the only movie I've ever seen where a woman got shot in the head in the middle of a movie and the audience gave it a
0: standing ovation. <laughs> yeah, the hyper-religious cult yeah. lady. Yeah. yeah. Great movie.
2: Yeah, very good. I like the ending, too. It's re- a real gut punch. No, oh, you're not kidding. Yeah. Did good. you
0: watch uh, the new Cloverfield? No. Oh, okay. Another. See, that's
2: what I was going to say. Was that I didn't think This Is Us did great numbers on Sunday because... Everybody turned off the Super Bowl
0: to go watch Cloverfield that's, instead. That's what I did. I was yeah. going to play uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, a video game that I love to play. I watched Cloverfield. Yeah. Is it good? Should I check it out? Um, do you like 10 Cloverfield Lane? I did like it. Yeah, It's not as good as 10 Cloverfield Lane, and it's a little all over the place, but I would still say worth watching. Okay.
2: I, I saw some people say it like they felt like they were watching a
0: televised escape room. That's kind of interesting. I'd have to think about. I don't think that's like terribly inaccurate. Okay. Well, I I I don't know anything about it. So, so there's our movie reviews too. Yeah. Oh, also I'm playing The Shadow of the Colossus Remastered. It's great. Oh, right on. So there's, yeah, there's- we're
2: lucky that there's even a show this week. You said you were going to cancel because you are busy playing Shadow of Colossus. Oh, I do want to cancel my life. Yeah, well, I'll, I'm going to plug it one more time. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Top But also, if you're in Vancouver, come on out. Watch Raw and Smackdown with me and Mike. We are your bartenders at the Penny on Commercial and Gravely. We are playing Raw and Smackdown every Monday and Tuesday with sound live from 5 to 8 and 5 to 7. Now, I know you're probably working at 5 o'clock. But uh, maybe when you're off work, you'll miss, like, the first hour. Come on by, have a beer, have some chicken wings, watch Raw, have a good time with your boys. I am literally going to be bartending and hosting Raw every Monday. Yeah, nice. Forever, until I die, probably.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy, Uh, well.
2: So, you know, come on down. At any time between now and when I die, on Mondays, I'll be there. Well,
0: let's hope you live forever, and you'll do that by being hot. Being spicy. Tasting great. And being... Curryman! Wah, wah, wah! (laughs) (laughs) Titus Worldwide!
2: Man, remember when I pitched Titus Worldwide on this show and then it came on. True on TV, like the very next week.
0: I was about to say that, like, we don't talk about how insane that is sometimes, but it literally closes out our show every I week. I know, but I feel like
2: there's people who just jumped on board that don't know that I invented Titus Worldwide. Yeah. And it was on TV the very next week. You should explain that. No, I feel like I just did. <laughs> 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 Titus
1: Worldwide!